Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I am your host, Bella Griffin, and today I receive the honor to welcome back Jillian McKenzie, owner of Woman Earth, and you all may remember her from episode number two, where we talked about getting off of hormonal birth control, and also episode number 16, where we talked about releasing societal standards around relationships and embracing change. Well, today I welcome her back on to dive into where her life has taken her since then, which includes motherhood, the ebbs and flows of that. We dived into magic mushrooms, dreams of living in community and living off the land, and she also shared some really insightful tips of de-armoring our hearts as women. We also dive into her newest offering that is opening for enrollment on the day that this podcast launches, which is 222. And we're going to dive into all of the incredible magic that she is offering in that school in this episode. So without further ado, let's dive in. All right. Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome back to another episode. I am so honored to welcome back Jillian to the podcast space. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Bella. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an absolute joy to be back here for a third time. I love co-creating in this space with you, always. Always. I know. It's so exciting to have you back here and to catch up and Yeah, so let's just dive into where have you been since our last time recording, which was in episode 16. So that was like almost a year ago now. So where has your journey taken you since then, not only in your life, but in your business? Yeah, wow. So it's been a a huge, massive year for so many. Um, I would say I'm in a almost completely different, different portal. (laughs) Um, Moving into 2022 has been absolutely gorgeous. And I'm finally feeling like just so much clarity and alignment. The last year was really a massive death and a rite of passage, a lot of grief, um, a lot of shedding of old stories and really just survival, like being in a place of survival and just dying over and over and over again and getting to a point where I was like, when is this going to end? You know, when has, um, when have I transmuted enough for my lineage, for myself, for the collective? And then finally just breaking through into 2022 and feeling this just creative joy. We were speaking to that before we hopped on here. Um, Just this abundance of joy. And I am actually 36 weeks pregnant with my third baby, which I've kept very kind of secret and uh, sacred and close to my heart and really nourishing these seeds of life that I'm growing here in my womb, on my land, um, and fully stepping into the archetype of mother. It's been such a journey of really tending to the wounded maiden, the, the damsel in distress that is just seeking outside of herself and finally, finally, thank the goddess, rising into that well-sourced power space that I've been kind of like 
pushing away for a while. Um, so I've been in a space of reclamation as I'm moving into the portal of my third birth in March. I'm due at the end of March and having a home birth. Um, and just having to do all of this work to prepare for being birthed into motherhood again, for stepping into the mother that this child has, you know, come into this world for that is asking me to be. So it's been a massive year to say the least, <laughs> but um, I'm in my business. I'm co-creating this gorgeous, gorgeous offering called Realm School, which I know we'll chat about. And also planting some really beautiful prayer seeds on the land for future growth of community and connection and just joy and abundance. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Thank you for asking. Yes. Amen to all of that. It is so beautiful to just witness you on this journey. And yeah, it just seems so crazy to me to think about like, what is your experience if you feel comfortable sharing of just like this news of bringing a baby into this earth. I feel like it's so, so potent for women like yourself um, to who are conscious mothers and who are, you know, into this herbalism and really connected to the earth. How does it feel for you to be like bringing this child into this earth at this time and to really raise them how I feel the whole collective, how we wish the whole collective would, you know, kind of in touch with the land off the grid into herbs and plants and learning about things that they don't teach in our educational system. Yeah. Oh, I love that question. No one has ever asked me that before. I'm excited to answer. Um, so first I would say, and I want to be really honest because I feel like there's not enough people just speaking honestly about motherhood, mm -hmm. um, that it's really hard because we don't have a village. And actually this is beautiful because the other day I had such a weepy pregnant woman day with my hormones and I just sobbed to my partner about how I don't have a village. I want my village, you know, I want my damn village. And this is so hard to do alone. Um, and so while there is this really intense aspect of like, wow, I'm raising conscious humans and conscious boys too, mm. um, because I'm a boy mom and this third baby is a boy as well. There's also so much beauty in it because it's, for me, it has looked like an, a really a, a return to the ancestral ways, to the primal ways, which is really the only way that we can connect with our ancestors, that we can really begin to heal is to reclaim the ways of living closely to the earth. But it's hard work because our ancestors, and when I speak about our ancestors, generally I'm talking about the well-heeled ones, which are several, maybe even more than several generations back, but they lived closely to the earth. They had this oracular transmission um, of wisdom sharing and ways of living, but they also lived in community. So it wasn't just one mama alone while her husband's at work raising babies and trying to realign her life when there is so much pressure and um, really kind of brainwashing from society around how we take care of ourselves, how we mother, you know, mothers have been, and women in general have been persecuted throughout time. You know, the female body has been really desecrated through the process of pregnancy and birth um, through really telling her that she can't trust herself 
her intuition is not something to listen to. Her body's not intelligent enough to tell her what's going on. So it's a massive, massive job because it looks like not only having to learn how to raise babies in the world and conscious, you know, mothering, but also having to remember that her intuition and her trust is so valid and powerful when everything in the world has been geared towards disempowering us of our intuition and our ability to like make conscious decisions around mothering, around raising children um, and to not, and to go against the grain and know like I'm doing the right thing. There is this huge, you get attacked, you know, there, there's a lot of mommy shaming. There's a lot of like, we're still dealing with persecution in a way. And um, it's really hard, but it's also incredibly beautiful, incredibly chaotic messy, um, divine, um, frustrating and (laughs) joyful. It's Mm. one extreme and another. And Mm. to be, to be raising boys who I see just by simply reflecting and mirroring and walking my path authentically, like I see my children aligning with the earth getting closer to it. Like my oldest teaching my, my youngest things. I hear the things that they say, they listen, Mm. they really truly listen. So while, while there's this really hard aspect of like being isolated and not having a village, um, anything that you do that realigns with that path of your, your ancestry of living closely to the earth in harmony of living consciously of trying your best you know, our children are witnessing that. Mm-hmm. Though we might think that we're not making a big impact, but we actually make a massive impact just by being authentically ourselves, by setting boundaries, mm-hmm. by saying, you know, using conscious language um, around expressing, you know, with my kids, one of the big themes has been emotional maturity, teaching for myself, teaching mm-hmm. myself how to deal with my emotions and mirroring that for them. So it, that has looked like, you know, I'm feeling really angry right now. So I need to go sit down or I need to go for a walk. And when they're feeling angry, I see that you're feeling so angry right now. What do you need? And just giving them language for all of the things when we go out into nature, we talk about how, you know, everything is living and breathing and alive and aware of us and deserves our respect. We talk about composting. We talk about all the hippie, gorgeous things that, you know, you see on social media as like conscious motherhood, but we talk about the hard stuff too. We talk about the big emotions. You know, there are days when it's really hard because it's just me here and I'm having to heal myself while also showing up for my kids in a way that they need so as not to perpetuate these trauma wounds. Wow. Um, so it's, it's beautiful. And just like I said, it's chaos and messy because <laughs> it's a lot of um, softening. It's a lot of admitting that I've made a mistake. You know, I apologize to my children. If we all have bad days, we all get snippy. I never shame myself for it. I don't shame them, but I sure do show up and say, you know what? I raised my voice at you earlier. I felt so angry and out of control and I apologize. And that teaches them more than what your anger teaches Mm -hmm. them, right? So it's it's a lot of rewiring and rewriting stories that have been passed down through generations and doing my best and trying not to be hard on myself because we're so hard on ourselves all the time. And mamas are so hard on ourselves. You know, I've had days where I'm like, I think I'm a terrible mother. 
you know, I, I think I was a terrible mother today. And having to let go of that and say, you know what, I'm, I'm raising babies in a time of loneliness, of disconnection to the earth, where everyone is plugged in, where we are expected to be machines. And I'm not a machine, I'm a soft, squishy, melty human being, and I make mistakes. And that is healthier to mirror for my kids than pretending like I'm a perfect mom. So I would say that's my answer. <laughs> That I was a little bit it. longer than I meant to, but oh, that's, that's the truth, it. the raw truth of it. <laughs> mm, thanks so, so much for sharing, sister. Yeah, I feel on that note, I, I feel that's been a collective theme for some sisters that I've spoken to, and especially in my current world and experience, that deep longing and desire and kind of the sadness of longing for the village, longing for the community, longing for, you know, those, that group of girls that, you know, we see on social media. I think that social media for me does play into it a lot because when, you know, I follow these gorgeous women who are out having moon circles and dancing around the fire and they're all like so intimate and loving each other. And I'm just like, I want that. I want to, to feel that. I want to feel safe around sisters. I want to have a village. I want to have a compost toilet and be taking care of the garden and, and all of these things. And so, yeah, it's, it's quite the journey to let go of that attachment and to trust that this time on our planet is and the journey that it's all taken us all through is um, happening for a reason. And that holding that, you know, that deep longing close to my heart and holding that vision of what does this look like? And I know we were talking about it a bit before the podcast, but just like this dream and really anchoring that vision of when we, how we envision community, how we envision this to all unfold, what it looks like, what we see, you know, people dancing around the fire, kids running around, collecting herbs, doing things like that, and really holding that vision close to my heart and knowing that I'm worthy of that. And when the time is right, it will come. And yeah, just resonating with you in those feelings of like longing and sadness and like, where's my village and, yeah. and, and needing that because we need each other, especially as women. I feel, you know, we've come so far from our roots and although it is beautiful to connect over FaceTimes and Zooms and over social media, it definitely is different when you can hold the person and I just want to hug you and touch you and love you and have a share a cup of cacao with you and paint your belly and just like be with you while you know through this process and yeah it's such a, it's an interesting interesting journey and I'm grateful we can connect in these ways yeah I think we all feel that it's it's a very old ache it's um it is such a longing and it's so heart-centered. It's, it's in our primal animal body, you know, this desire to, to come back into harmony with the earth, to, like you said, gather around a fire, gather around under the full moon, like touch each other with love, like hold each other, share in a meal. Mm -hmm. um, and these are the primal ways. These are the, the ways of our ancestors. You know, this is, this is what gathering looked like. They would, they co-created meals together. They lived on the land and it may not have always been spiritual, but they were always deeply connected to the earth in some form, whether it was, um, 
you know, harvesting and growing and harvesting their food, tending to animals, like there was this relationship and a mutual respect. Um, and because of this connection to the earth, they were so much more grounded. And I think that we really struggle with coming into the animal body, coming into like the primal ancestral body, which at its fundamental core, the needs are connection, love, nourishment, sunshine, water, you know, play, joy. And I think we have a hard time dropping back into that because we're just so fueled on technology and keeping up and fast paced society and processed foods and, you know, fast foods. And it's like, we're working so hard against a system that is not well to mm -hmm. find wellness. And we have to be so tender with ourselves because even the generations before us, our mothers and their mothers, you know, they lived in a completely different way than our ancestors. This is, this is where we have journeyed to as humans. And we're now finding how can I reintegrate these primal ancestral ways that nourish me these you know this desire for connection how can i take this longing and go, and go forth into the world and plant seeds for growth for the future generation in this modern society where we function in this way so it's hard it's mm -hmm. hard we have to give ourselves some grace we're doing the best that we can and every little step that you take is huge mm -hmm. and it ripples into everything Ah, oh, so, so, so true. Yeah. Love that. Thanks for sharing, sister. Let's dive into this realm school of living magic that you are creating and going to be offering as you go into your birthing portal. I'd like to just start there and let's just dive into all of the beautiful things that you're going to be offering in that course and, and what that looks like for listeners who may be interested in joining. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you for letting me share this here. So I am, I've created this really gorgeous, earth-based, magical, powerful school called Realm, which stands for Remember Everything as Living Magic. Um, and I say living magic because I really walk this path with animus perspective. The understanding that everything around us has a consciousness, is aware of us, is in dessert, you know, deserves respect and wants to co-create with us. So everything is, is living and breathing and has a soul is what I believe. Um, and we can engage with it. And so this school was really birthed out of my own reclamation, my own ancestral path, which has asked of me to, to walk this, this road with integrity and to teach others how to steward the earth, how to, how to remember their own magic. So it's, it's less about me saying, hey, I'm going to offer you this thing that's going to heal you and more about me being a midwife of your soul back to its own wildness planting those seeds that help you remember that you have all that you need within you. Because I see this really common theme too in the spiritual community of so many people who are claiming themselves as healers um, and that are really walking a path that isn't honoring the fact that we have all the codes in here where we're gifted them at birth and we're just learning how to reopen that door, you know, how to reactivate them. Um, and I believe that we're each our own healer. We're each our own midwife. We're, we are each our own spiritual teacher. And we are just needing those kind of tools 
that help guide us back to that remembrance. So Realm School is a year-long course that is launching on the 222 portal, and it may be already launched by the time this podcast comes, um, comes live, but it will be open and enrolling for magical students who are interested in like land stewardship, realigning with the ancestral ways of living, the primal ways of living. You know, we're going to explore folk herbalism. We're going to talk about mycelial mushroom magic, like deep dive into the mycelial networks of this earth. Um, we're exploring magic and ritual. We're diving into healing the witch wound, healing the feminine wound. Um, we're also exploring honeybee magic, folklore, like ways that we can really call in all of these beautiful threads of this ancestral tapestry and weave them together. The school is really focused around getting you out into the soil. So like, I'm so aware of how burnt out people are on technology and that was a really huge part that came into play when creating this school is like, how can I encourage people to feel nourished by this and the fact that they have to be online to to access it, but they can download it and print it and then go and sit in your garden with a cup of tea while you listen to the bees and you read that guide on honeybee magic or you listen to the guided journeying um, meditation while you're out on the earth in your favorite spot. So the whole point is to get people back to the soil, barefoot, nourishing, planting the seeds in their own garden to have the tools um, for that. And we explore so much more than that. It's just my mommy brain can't remember every single thing. <laughs> but Realm School is, is just such a gorgeous reclamation for all human beings who are seeking to come into deeper connection and relationship with the land that they walk upon. You know, the, the content is accessible for people who steward land, for people who live in an apartment. No matter where you live, you can connect with the earth beneath you. And this course has really provided the tools to do that wherever you are. Um, the common theme is definitely magic. It's, it's not for everyone, but it is for those who are interested by animism, are interested in folklore, who are intrigued by walking the path of the hedge witch or the wild, you know, the wild wise one in the woods, the huntress. Um, so there is a really powerful energy for, for people who resonate in this class. And um, it's also for my ancestors that I bring this forth. It's for all of the women in my line who really didn't get to like live in their own bliss and their own joy and that sacrificed so much for the sake of others and never got to really live their lives and do what their heart was like longing for. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's Realm School. It's, it's amazing. It's a beautiful portal. Our love language is in many forms. There are um, live video classes, guided meditations, guided journeys. There's gorgeous, beautiful to interact with PDF files with gorgeous watercolor illustrations. There's journal prompts. Um, and there's some free goodies that people will get as well. So I'm excited because I think it's, it's going to really be a, a path that so many can walk and is so practical and isn't overwhelming and is for people who are like, I don't want to spend all my time on the computer, but I do want to connect with the earth and I want to get outside. And maybe I'm really busy and I work nine to five or I have three kids at home and like it's bite-sized 
offerings that make it easy to integrate, which I think is really great. And it's something I need too. So yeah, that's, that is Realm School in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> Hello, gorgeous souls. Briefly interrupting this episode because I have an incredible little bonus that Jillian is offering to all of the listeners of the Plant Lady podcast. So if you plan on signing up for the Realm School of Living Magic, you can now use code PLANTLADY, all capital letters, at checkout for a $55 monthly tuition. The original pricing is $111, so this is an incredible offer, and this offer is only for the regular tuition, not for the sliding scale options. You have until April 1st, 2022 to sign up for this amazing course, and it also has the bonus where you receive a physical copy of Jillian's new book, Weaving the Wild, which is a beautiful handcrafted hardcover book that is an intro into folk herbalism and so much more incredible knowledge. And the best part is you'll have a physical copy that you'll be able to take with you wherever you go. So again, that's code PLANTLADY, all capital letters, at checkout for a $55 monthly tuition to the Realm School of Living Magic 2022 by Jillian McKenzie. And with all of that being said, let's go ahead and get back into the episode. I love that you create something that is like what you would be seeking. And I think that's so beautiful for us as creators and beings that are creating offerings is that I always, that's kind of always my intention with creating things is like, what do I want? Like, what am I seeking? And how can I offer that to more women who are like me who are seeking something like that? So thank you for the work that you're doing and that you're offering. And yeah, just one thing I, I did want to mention when taking your last course that you offered, it was just so beautiful to be able to print out some things and then go out into, into nature and take the practices that you offer and be able to implement them everywhere I go. And as someone who lives in the van, I can definitely testify that that's what I did was I took your things, I printed them out. And then every place we stopped, I'd take a new lesson out and take it out and build my little ancestral altar and new places that I went, which was so beautiful to just be developing these skills that allowed me to connect with the land wherever we went. And as a couple who's always traveling and moving, it's incredibly difficult sometimes for me to get grounded and for me to connect to the land and give that gratitude for the land. I don't just want to pass through and take, take, take. I want to give back and be able to, okay, we just arrived here. Let me give my gratitude. Let me ask for its permission to even enter before we just come in and start, you know, ride, driving the van all over its grass. <laughs> and that's how I just like look at it. And so it's been really beautiful to integrate the practices and the stories that you've just shared with me that's just on a surface level and I'm so excited for the sisters who joined this realm school I know I can already feel that it's going to be such an incredible deep dive and while we're on that topic let's dive into magic mushrooms <laughs> just mushrooms and yeah. 
the mycelial network and I have done some research myself on it and the incredible potent magic that happens beneath the surface of this earth. And I would love to just touch on that and for any knowledge that you feel called to share on that, I, I would love to hear. Yeah, the mycelial network. So, okay. So let's talk about like what the mycelial networks are. The mycelial network is this web of interconnectedness that literally runs everywhere beneath our feet. For anyone, a really beautiful visual, for anyone that's ever seen the movie Avatar by James Cameron, which came out probably well over 10 years ago, you think about when they're walking in that gorgeous, like, celestial forest where everything is lighting up and you see their feet and everything is lighting up beneath their feet and sending electrical signals off. That is a really great way to think of the mycelial network. Um, it's basically Mama Gaia's neural network of the earth. So if you were to go outside and lift up a, a log that had been sitting on the earth for a while that was starting to rot or decompose, you would find this beautiful white web of it almost like a spider web but like of trails this is the mycelia this is the mycelia it's underneath everything so when we walk into the forest when we step into any place in nature the mycelial network is communicating and acknowledging our existence it's sending that those electrical impulses of there's a human here there's a, there's something other than you know other than us here out to the roots of trees, to the roots of plants. It is literally connected to everything. And mushrooms are the medicine, the great teacher of death and rebirth. They are responsible for the decaying and composting process. So when something dies on the earth, um, whether it's an animal or a human being, the composting that happens is happening by the mycelial network, assuming this natural, um, Organic matter is left, you know, not in a casket, of course, um, but in the earth mother where she can decompose it and break it down and then transmute it into food and nourishment for everything around it. So that's a really beautiful way to think about it as this interconnected web of consciousness, a neural network, almost like the neural network in, in our brains, in our bodies, the nerve endings that run through um, but on the earth that is talking to everything that is communicating with everything and everything is communicating back with it. So this to me is deeply, deeply fascinating and mind blowing because if you think about it, this, this mycelial network remembers all of our ancestors. It has been here through time, significantly older than us. I highly recommend anyone who's interested in this watch Fantastic Fungi um, and check out the work of Paul Stamets if you haven't already because he's incredible um, and has such a profound wisdom. Like I can speak to maybe a fraction of this and he can really dive in deep, but it's witnessed everything. It holds the wisdom of everything that has ever been on this earth. And something that always blows my mind, and I don't know if I've said this here before, is that you know all of our ancestors that have ever existed are in this earth. Whether their bodies have completely decomposed, they are a part of this earth. That wisdom is here. That medicine is here. Their experience is here. So when you tap into the land, the land is ancestor. The land is our most primal ancestor embodied beneath our feet. And the mycelial mother is this network of communication 
of all the lifetimes lived, of all the beings other than human and human, um, of, of witnessing everything that has ever happened on this earth is embedded in the mycelial network encoded and is accessible to us, you know, by tapping in with it and literally just saying, I wish to receive the wisdom of this planet. You know, what do you want to show me at this time? So mushrooms are incredible teachers. I mean, mushrooms have changed my life. Um, magic mushrooms, edible medicinal mushrooms, they are the greatest teachers and they are here for us. They are here to support us, to nourish us, to help us heal. So that's how, that's how I would explain the mycelial networks and, the, and a little bit about mushroom medicine. Um, yeah, I love it. It's powerful. It's life-changing literally. <laughs> it is. And yeah, when I say magic mushrooms, I'm literally talking about every mushroom that there is. <laughs> They're all magical, not just the hallucinogenic ones. <laughs> but yeah, it's so beautiful. I watched the Fantastic Fungi documentary a while back. And yeah, just being able to have the visual of the mycelial network underneath of the earth, it just, it makes so much sense, you know, that we're all like, trees and our roots are all intertwined beneath the surface and that's just a way that brings me so much comfort and so much deeper humbleness I guess that this is all so much bigger bigger than we are and we're connected to this huge beautiful living being that has taken in all of this wisdom from all of the beings before us and yeah, mushrooms are just a beautiful symbol of that, of the wisdom of this earth. And they are the beginning and the end of all life. And that is just such an incredible concept to think that, you know, the nature does its thing. It's got natural composters. It's got, you know, everything that it needs. And if humans were to drop off the face of the earth tomorrow, the earth would rebuild everything that we have destroyed and it would all be restored back to its natural order and it's so beautiful to think about how healing the planet is and how she can heal herself and continues to heal herself even through all of the things that we've done to her and that we continue to do to her and yeah just inspiring hopefully through this work and through conversations like this inspiring beings in the collective to continue to deepen their connection with her and to truly listen and honor and respect her. And the more that we do that, you know, I always say that our connection to the earth is a reflection of our connection to ourself. And, you know, if we're, if we neglect her mm. and we abuse her and, you know, throw trash on her, well, odds are that we're doing those same things to ourselves. We're neglecting our emotions. We're feeding our bodies with trash and, not giving our bodies the respect it deserves and, and vice versa. You know, if we can go out into the land and give her that love and see her as a beautiful ancestor with so much wisdom. I always think of the face in Pocahontas in the tree, in the big willow tree and how she's just like this beautiful mm. grandmother and she brings all this wisdom and we go to her to remember and to relearn. And every time I'm in nature, I feel like I am receiving wisdom and maybe that's just yeah. my experience but every time I go out to nature I feel more grounded I feel like I can better reflect and have more realizations and have that time for silence which for me in my journey is the greatest teacher 
Yes, absolutely. Na nature really does. I love how you put it. it. It has the ability to just take care of itself and do it all and compost and rebirth. Mm -hmm. um, and cyclical living is such an ancestral way. Um, tuning into the earth and the frequencies arising at that time, tuning into the season. And, you know, it's, it's that same phrase of the macrocosm is reflected in the microcosm of our body that the external environment the external ecosystem deeply reflected in the ecosystem that is within us and so when we come into a more harmonious relationship by aligning with the cycles of the earth you know and that looks like seasonal living living in the winter time the way that the earth is which is drawing down into those roots um nourishing ourselves hibernating like the mama bears and really allowing what needs to fall away to fall away and then being rebirthed in the spring and reborn with new energy, planting those seeds, tending to those little seedlings, watching them grow into that wildflower garden, like our creativity where it rises in the spring and it mm -hmm. then becomes in full bloom in the summer and then circling back to the decay of fall. This is the natural way of the earth. This is a really powerful and very easy way. And you don't have to like celebrate big, big, you know, holidays or seasonal holidays, like the pagan holidays to get in alignment with it, but simply just reflecting on what's happening outside around you and allowing that to be medicine for how you tend to your inner ecosystem, how you walk your path at that time is huge. It's a massive radical reclamation, you know, of self-love and of love for this earth. And every time that we walk out into the world, we are being witnessed. We're never truly alone. You know, the trees are rising to greet us. They're talking about us through those mycelial networks, the birds that are hidden in the trees that you hear, they're, they're speaking and singing about your presence. Um, we have this ability to de-armor ourselves in nature, which I don't, I don't get to talk about often enough. And I'd love to just say that like, when we are having a hard time, when we find ourselves closed off from everything around us, if we can just go into nature, she will bring that shield wall around our heart down. She will teach us how to soften. You know, we can go and touch the moss and, and learn how to breathe with those lungs of the earth. We can go to the waterways and learn how to flow. She teaches us everything. We can go with the stone beings and learn how to stand strong in our boundaries and our truth and be unmovable when we need to. The medicine is right out there. And she's also fierce as heck. She will burn everything down. She holds the rage that we hold as women. She holds the anger of her boundaries being crossed. Nature will poison the heck out of you. Nature will kill you but she also will deeply tend to you and love you and nurture you like a mother. And so there is this healthy respect of like, I'm going out into the world and she's witnessing me, but I'm also charged with witnessing and loving her. And she, sure, she can transmute my rage and my anger, whatever it is and compost it back. But I also am charged with transmuting hers because I think too, and I just want to speak to this briefly, we have this vision of like, this really lovely hippie vision of like the earth is so magical and it is, it is, but the earth is also a very powerful feminine being and the ways that humans historically have treated her are embedded in that mycelial network. She's asking for us to change things and she brings these great waves 
of illness. She brings these great waves of massive weather systems, of storms, of destruction. That is that feminine mothering rage saying, you are desecrating me. You are not loving me the way I have loved you. I am your first home. And we're having to recognize that. And that is a part of land stewardship, of being a steward of the earth. That is a part of being a human, is, is remembering this is my first home. Other than my mother's womb, this is my home. And I walk upon her with grace and love. And how can I show up for the land? How can I show up for the beings here, for the other than human beings, the birds, the deer, the trees, the waterways? How can I tend to these things? And when we tend to them, we see that abundance ripple back into our lives too. So yeah, she holds a lot of medicine. She holds a lot of wisdom and she holds a lot of magic. And she also holds a lot of big emotions and asks us to hold her back sometimes too, right? Yes, definitely. And it's interesting because when we see things happening in our external world that seem absurd or, you know, we can't wrap our head around how other humans are hurting humans and all of these destructive things and people are getting ill and disease and all of these things. And then you think about our connection to, you know, just in general, the collective's relationship to the earth. And although there are a lot of us who are rising and who are remembering, we still have a lot to go. And just realizing that reflection, that mirror that she is of when I see shit's going down in the external world, I know that I need to go out into nature and give her all of the love that I, that I can, and I need to return to her. And one of the things that you mentioned that I've loved that I have learned through my connection to you and working with you and joining all your beautiful medicine courses is de-armoring. And I wanted to speak on that because I think that it's so incredibly difficult for us women to de-armor in a world where we've had to protect ourselves, where we've had vampires come in and try to suck out all of our energy and all of our confidence. And we've just been beaten uh, out of the confidence, out of the, the love that we have for ourselves, out of being in touch with nature, being in touch with our moon cycle. We do build armor over time. We build up these walls and how important it is to thank those walls for protecting you, to thank the armor that kept you safe for so long and to finally be able to tell yourself like, I am safe here. This earth is my home. I am safe in this body. And to be open again in my journey was the biggest battle for me was to be able to receive in a world where I give, give, give. And especially as mothers, you know, but just always giving, always giving our love, always giving attention, always being this being that has to give and to finally de-armor and step into the space where I can fully receive and not only just receive, but be and be out in nature and not have to give or receive to just simply be in love and be in, be, just be in presence and how beautiful that is to fully finally allow yourself to be in that space of, of complete balance. And I read a quote the other day that I shared on my little plant lady page um, from Ram Das that 
went along the lines of, you know, if I'm, if I'm giving love, then I'm out of balance. If I'm receiving love, then I'm out of balance. But if I'm being in love, then I'm fully in love and I'm fully in balance. There's no, you know, tipping of the scales because I've been giving here and receiving here. It's just fully being in love and whatever that presents to you, you can act, do it as an act of love. And so that's just something that came up for me when you were speaking about that, that I felt called to share on. I love that. Just being in love. Yes, you're so right because those scales get tipped one way or the other. And Mm -hmm. depending on which way we're either, you know, being depleted and drained, even if it's in, you know, with good intention that we're giving, we're still, we're giving away, we're giving from our well, um, or we're receiving and someone else is not getting that, you know, reciprocity. Um, but yeah, de-armoring, de-armoring is a, a very huge conversation, especially for, for women, for female bodied people, because historically we've had so much taken from us and so many people have, um, and it's, it's such a larger conversation, but just to like narrow it down to the experience of being a female bodied woman, um, it's hard to set boundaries. It's we, so many of us are recovering people pleasers. So many of us have put up these walls around ourselves, around our hearts that make it really hard for intimacy, that make it really hard for sisterhood intimacy too, for connection. Um, and the simplest thing that we can do is just open ourselves up enough for that intimacy with nature. And oftentimes she will help steward the rest. She will help bring those walls down so that you can start to open up and receive. But we've been in survival mode for so long. You know, the world has been created around us in this way that keeps us disempowered. And this kind of ties back to the damsel in distress or the wounded maiden archetype. I kind of use them interchangeably. And and just to speak to that for a moment, because I think it's really relevant to the armor that we create, is we, we have been raised by society to not trust ourselves, to deeply distrust our bodies. Um, to deeply distrust our intuition, to seek outside of ourselves for literally everything, to source outside of ourselves for so much. Um, as far as our moon cycles have gone, you know, we've been shamed, we've been told it's dirty, and, and there are so many cultures where that's still happening, where there's really, really dangerous and unfortunate circumstances for bleeding women, for bleeding mm-hmm. girls who have died because of this perpetuation of um, the, the desecration of the feminine and natural cycles that are mirrored in the earth. So when we look at this desecration of female bodies in this sense, we're also looking at the same thing, the desecration of, of the earth mother too. Um, and when the, you know, the persecution trials, like the witch trials Mm -hmm. happened, that was that huge marker of shift in society because we saw we saw deeply knowledgeable wisdom keepers, healers, herbalists, midwives, even the woman whose hair was too red, the woman whose anger was too intense, were persecuted for simply being in whatever they were holding their wisdom, their, their red hair. Um, the fact that they were a bleeding woman, you know, the fact that they had big emotions. And what we see is 
this shift in, in power that has really, really made it, made us so disconnected from that innate wisdom, which is the wisdom of the earth and has shaped an entire, many, many generations really of damsels in distress who are seeking someone outside of herself to save her, who no longer remember or are just starting to, because so many of us are reclaiming this now, but who, who can't see anything other than what's right in front of them, who don't trust themselves, their intuition, um, and who ultimately end up feeling so angry with their lives that they literally burst themselves out of this archetype and propel themselves forward. But it takes getting to that point where it's like, okay, enough is enough. I've created so many walls and now I have nowhere to move. I've literally created the prison that, I've, that I'm in and I'm thinking it's other people, but it's, it's me. Um, and that's a really hard place to get out of because when we armor ourselves up and we, we have been taught to do so, you know, like that's hard to let that armor down. That armor is rock, rock hard at that point, you know, it's, it's almost impenetrable, but nature can penetrate that, can soften even just the smallest spot so that we can eventually say, okay, I can feel safe here. We're all learning to come back to safety in our bodies. That's really what it is about. All these stories are somatically held. The wounds are somatically held. They're not ours. They're really not. You can ask yourself, you know, what is mine and what is not mine? Is this truly mine? And if it's not mine, what is it asking for? How can I give it what it needs and let it go? If this armor is not mine, what is it asking for to feel safe so I can let it, let it come down so that I can receive? Um, but it takes awareness. It just takes an awareness of yourself and a willingness to do the, the hard work. But de-armoring is, is a radical act. It's exactly what they don't want us to do. <laughs> they don't want us to be connected to nature. They don't want us to source from our own well within um, because it doesn't serve them. It doesn't make money. And it means that there's going to be one day an entire generation of humans that are awake and creating magic and nourishing each other and the earth is thriving and we are moving towards that. I believe that. We really are. Oh my goodness, as you said that, the clock just hit one, 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 one <laughs> of our Zoom. Oh, I got chills, sister. So, so incredibly potent. Thank you for, for sharing that. And yeah, I feel so much resonance with all of it and so deeply humbled every time I get to share a conversation with you. I appreciate you for all of your incredible knowledge and the work that you're doing, not only for the divine feminine, but for the earth and for the collective. And yeah, I just see you and I'm so grateful for you. And yeah, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for letting me ramble on with all of my wisdom threads and um, channeling that was coming through there. It's always an honor to drop in with you. I love and just honor so much the space that you're creating. I love watching you shine and getting to co-create alongside of you on this earth. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to share. Thank you so much.
Always, sister. Before we wrap this episode up, is there any other offerings or um, anything that you feel called to share? Obviously, I will put the um, links to your social media and your realm school in the description part of this podcast. But if you have anything you'd like to share, I'll leave the space for that. Sure. Ooh. Moving into springtime, I just want to share this quick little practice of daydreaming um, because it's really powerful. And I think for so many, 2022 is going to be a really beautiful year of renewal and joy and realignment. And I just want to say to people, don't forget to daydream. Don't forget to plant those prayer seeds. Don't forget to, to weave those dream spells, the things that are in your heart. And a quick little practice that is so nourishing that I just want to leave your listeners with is waking up in the morning when you have your coffee, your chai, your drink, whatever it is, I want you to just hold that near your heart, close your eyes, and I want you to let yourself dream. And I want you to go to that place that brings you so much joy. I want you to see the environment, see the people, see the work that you are doing in the world. And I want you to just revel in that and know that that is so available to you. Because I think in this time where things are so chaotic still, we feel so lost and we feel so, we may feel so out of alignment and like, what is my work in the world? And by honing in with this little daydream practice of just letting yourself dream, and I mean dream big, don't hold yourself back, don't say like, oh, that's too big of a vision. I want you to really soak in that every day and then ask yourself, what is my work in the world? What seeds can I plant towards this today? How can I call in this beautiful dream and know that it's available to you? And I just want to share that because I just think that there's so much heaviness in the world and we need the magic. We need the, we need the opportunity to still dream. And there's such power in that. It's almost like a manifestation practice. So I want you to just visualize every morning what, what, prayer seeds do I have for this day? What prayer seeds do I want to plant? What dreams do I want to call into my life? And how can I co-create with the world to make this happen right now? What little steps can I take? And just those little steps, those little seeds, they're going to grow and they're going to be nurtured and they're going to grow into the most wild, beautiful garden. And that dream, you're going to be standing in it one day and you're going to say, wow, I did this. So I just want to leave that because that's been lighting me up lately and really making the days easier, especially the winter. And I hope that that really supports anyone receiving that today. Oh, I love, love, love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I love that. And I, I feel that practice in itself. It gets you out of the thinking, the, the thinking mind that's always trying to perfectly articulate and plan and have all these little things that it has to get done and has to do and blah, 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 blah. And it's always going, 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 going. And it, that practice for me feels like it drops you right into your heart right now. And it just like makes your heart open and feel so alive. I get chills just thinking about it. So thank you for sharing that. Always an honor to have you on this space. Thank you so much for being here, Jillian. I love you so much. And um, yeah, until, until we meet again. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Bella. I love you too. Until next time.
that's a wrap for today's episode of the plant lady podcast thank you all so much for being here please remember to head to the description part of this podcast to check out the links to jillian's offerings including the link to the realm school of living magic that is open for enrollment until April 1st. So the code that I shared with you all in this episode is exclusive for you until April 1st. Make sure you check that out. And if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a five-star review. It really helps us spread the word about the magic that we're sharing here to more like-minded souls who may enjoy. Thank you, I love you, and I will see you on the next episode.